This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners some really good information about our community, about the home buying process, and sustaining home ownership, too. So um, we thank all our listener, listeners for tuning in every Saturday. Today we've got a great show because we're going to be talking about home and how we keep our home beautiful and, uh, and also how we keep it affordable. <laughs> so we have two guests, one on the beautiful side, one on the affordable side. Let's talk. Uh, first, I want to introduce Jose Reyna of Keller Williams, a realtor. We're going to be talking about making it affordable through Proposition 19. Yeah. And that's something that just started out and it can be a huge benefit for many people to help sustain um, affordable housing. Then we also have Mark Standriff here from the city of Fresno. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be hey, here. Thank you. And we're going to be talking about beautifying our home, our community, which is, and you're the director of the Beautify Fresno program. That's correct. Yeah, it was something started by Mayor Dyer this year. Uh, first time the city of Fresno has ever had a, a specific department focused on cleanup and beautification efforts and to improve the curb appeal, which is something that... Uh, your profession knows everything about. Well, we're trying to do that through the entire city, not just with individual homes. Yeah, and that is a fantastic idea. Um, you know, I got to let Mayor Dyer know that I thought of that too. He must have got it from me telepathically. <laughs> I got that because uh, when I used to travel a lot for the before COVID and going to different cities, I would, you know, in my spare time, just go drive around and see what the neighborhoods look like. And I noticed some cities were so beautiful, so well kept. And I'm thinking, hey, Fresno, we really need to, we need to step it up a notch. Um, so I'm really glad to see that. And then you're putting a lot of good energy into this. But I understand you're not new to radio. I mean, no, you, I, I'm, you have that confident I'm, voice. Uh, I'm a recovering <laughs> radio talk show host. I, I started way back in 19... <laughs> um, when I was a 16-year-old in high school working at a wow. daytime country AM radio station uh, that the GM happened to be a friend of my dad's and said we needed a guy to work weekends. So uh, that's where the career started. And, uh, you know, I, uh, for, for Fresno uh, listeners, you know, mm -hmm. you've heard me in a number of times, including uh, here at uh, One Putt Broadcasting. Uh, on 940 AM ESPN, I do a segment every single Monday with Christopher Gabriel. So I'm just, uh, I try to keep my fingers uh, flexible. <laughs> okay, so I didn't really need to give you directions over here this morning. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got this place in my destinations already locked right. in. So, Tell us about uh, Beautify Fresno. What What's the goal? So first of all, Beautify Fresno is an initiative started by Mayor Dyer. In fact, we kicked it off on the National Day of Service, which traditionally is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the, the holiday January 18th. And the goal is to provide opportunities for uh, community-based organizations, uh, for individuals, for businesses, and for the city of Fresno to partner together 
uh, to uh, provide different service projects out there. And it could be just, you know, basically clean up uh, where we go out and do trash removal in an area. We've done graffiti abatement. Uh, we planted trees. We're working on a mural and street art program. The goal is to improve, as I mentioned, to, to, to improve the curb appeal of our city uh, by making this a constant effort, not just a one-off, but to be able to go neighborhood by neighborhood, one street, uh, one park, one highway, one area at a time, so that every single weekend virtually we're out somewhere in the city to be able to do one of these cleanup projects. But the other thing that we do is to uh, work internally. So I'm working in, in concert with our graffiti abatement teams, mm -hmm. uh, with our solid waste uh, uh, and sanitation crews to pick up illegal dumping, uh, to identify properties out there that are challenges for us to try to make sure that these, these negligent owners are maintaining their properties uh, you know, on a frequent basis. And so all of those things, working in concert with each other, and a singular focus, getting a tangible result. And the overall goal is that hopefully, over the, the coming weeks and months and, and maybe even years, because this is not just a, you know, a, 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 a one-year program and then we're going to be finished and this place will never get dirty again, right? Mm, right. So, so, that, so that we can look back and say we've done something um, identifiable that helps to lift everybody's spirits, to be able to improve the, the sense of pride that we have in our community. And ultimately, for folks that are looking to move to Fresno, whether it's a residential owner, commercial business, or an investor, mm -hmm. that they'll look at Fresno and say, you know what, these people really care. And, and that's, that to me is the overall goal. I, I can talk all day about this. I've, I've become kind of an evangelist uh, mm -hmm. for, uh, for Beautify Fresno, but it's an exciting opportunity. And to see the response that we're getting from the community, it's just exceptional. Yeah, and, and you know, just the term, beautify Fresno, is great. I mean, because, uh, Jose, you know, we always talk to our clients about pride of home ownership. Right. Pr pride in your home. Well, pride in your community is what beautify Fresno is signaling to people. Well, and I think it's infectious, right? When you see a community that cares, you got a homeowner that cares just as much, if not more, and it just grows, and you don't want to be that a homeowner or that property owner with the uh, ugly duckling on the block. So you're kind of almost guilted into wanting to clean it up and beautify your area. And, and that's an excellent point because, you know, in, 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 the, in the trash business, we know that litter begets litter, mm -hmm. right? And it's a combination of attitude and accountability, okay? If there's no accountability out there, if the attitude looks like the city doesn't care, if it looks like the property owners don't care, mm -hmm. then why should I care? See, it should be, oh, it's perfectly acceptable for me to just toss a Starbucks cup on the sidewalk or, or a fast food bag out the window on the highway. Why? Because there's trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. That must be the status quo. So what Mayor Dyer has said with Beautify Fresno is saying, you know what, we're going to show people that we care, but more importantly, we're also going to show them that the status quo is no longer acceptable. And so whether it's trash or graffiti, whether it's, it's beautification efforts like, like tree planting, community gardens, uh, you know, putting out street art, all of these things help to show folks that the attitude has changed and now the city does care. So as you said, the property owners start caring and even if it's just negative reinforcement to say, well, you know, I better step up my game because the city's watching, right. then the residents start to say, you know what, everybody seems to be doing this. And if I'm the guy, the only guy that's putting a piece of, of, uh, of uh, trash on the sidewalk, it's going to look really conspicuous. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll just hold off. Yeah, great point. And, and you mentioned homeowners. Um, now, homeowners, even though you take care of your own property, 
homeowners can step up by getting involved in the program. So how do people get involved in this program? Well, it's really easy because all we have, we're trying to make it as as no hassle as possible for folks to get involved with the Beautify Fresno program. And so we provide all of the equipment. We give you the trash bags, the paper pickers, the safety vests, the gloves. Uh, we have uh, 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 sanitizers. We'll, we'll pick up the trash afterwards so that all you need to do basically is sign up, show up, and clean up. And that's it. And it's just as true for the individual as it is for a group that wants to come in. And we've got groups from all over the city. The Fresno Association of Realtors is working with us this very day on a project in the Olmost neighborhood, which is around Kings Canyon, Chestnut, and Huntington on the southeast side of town, to be able to give a little TLC to an area that's a pretty big challenge for us when it comes for trash and illegal dumping. So, and, and, it's, and, and so all your group has to do is just to raise their hand and say, I want to be part of it. And so you go to the website, beautifyfresno.org. You follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We let you know weeks in advance where these events are. It's easy to sign up online. And then, boom, you just, you're there. We'll, we'll applaud you. You'll get out and have a great time, and, uh, and the city looks a lot better afterwards. So it's not just this Saturday, next Saturday. It, this is an ongoing thing. Virtually every single Saturday. We do understand that there are some holidays that are challenges. So nothing for Easter, nothing for Memorial Day. There'll be nothing for, for the 4th of July. But not just every weekend, but in some cases, multiple events. So we've got two events going on today. One that's nearby the old Hanoians uh, uh, supermarket. Uh, we've got a project going on with a group called Every Neighborhood Partnership and our Parks Department to clear out a water basin behind the, the Boys and Girls Club and the police substation there. Well, next door is the old supermarket. That parking lot is trashed. So at the same time, we're going to get a little group of people out there to, to clean that area up too. So we've got these things that are just, because the idea is if you just, if you let up for one second, trash is going to find a way to start growing. And when people start seeing that the city is serious about this, then again, we hope that the attitudes change citywide. Mark, what is the uh, size of group you guys can handle? So. Uh, at our my office, Keller Williams, we have a National Day of Service, which is coming up. Um, normally, it's on a Thursday, um, but for and we've got our our place uh, set up. However, you know, next year, let's say I've got two hundred realtors who want to do a project, and we just don't know where to go or where to help. Is that something you could step up and say, you know what, we've got these three or four sites that we'd love to have you at? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, so so we're identifying sites on a regular basis. Okay. Uh, myself. Uh, and some of the other folks that, that we talk to in solid waste and public works and the parks department as they're traveling around and they see the police department letting us know some areas of concern. And then we talk with our council members. So I've got a, long, I've got a, a whole honeydew list <laughs> of, of areas around the city that, that need attention. So it's easy for us to plug and then clean. Nice. So for your group, if it's 200, maybe there's a, a large section that needs the attention. Most of our areas um, will use about 100 to 150 volunteers on a, on a Saturday morning. Okay. But let's say you wanted to get out there on a Thursday. We'd be more than happy to uh, identify a location for you, get your entire crew out there, give them the equipment that they need, and just let them go crazy. Nice. Question for you. I have a friend who asked, can they bring their teenage kids? Mm -hmm. Yes. What, is, is there an age limit? Absolutely. No, there's not. 
Uh, they can absolutely bring their kids. In fact, we encourage that because safety is the number one concern for us. We want to make sure when people are coming out that the families, that the individuals feel safe. We don't put them in any kind of situation where there might be a challenge to that safety at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know that there are some places that we run into. We just did one uh, the weekend before at Shields and West where we ran into a, a, a lot of hyperdermic needles and oh, syringes wow. that were around. But we tell people just leave those go. We'll bring somebody out to take care of those later. We just want you to be safe. So you can actually register as an individual at, from the age of 14 on up because we have a lot of high school students out there that have service projects that they want to complete or volunteer hours that they would like to get in to put on their resume. But, but if they're younger than 14, come on along with mom and dad. We'll have you sign a waiver form just to make sure that everybody's going to be okay with this. But if, as long as you stay with mom and dad the entire time, you'll be great. We've had people, uh, you know, as, 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 as young as three, maybe four years old, if you can walk with mom and dad for two hours without getting a little fussy, yeah. you know, it, that, then you'll be good to go. But we've had moms push babies in strollers. I'm wondering if stuff. mom and dad can walk for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of well, having know, that hesitation, but, too. But you, you'd be surprised that the energy level really mm -hmm. starts to pick up because, again, you're doing something tangible. And I think that, that the, the response that we've gotten from the community, in part, has come from basically the, the, the feeling during the pandemic that there's a lot of things in our lives that kind of feel like they're out of our control. Mm -hmm. But the one thing we can control around the house is we look at the garage and say, you know what, I can't go anywhere or do anything, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll just, you know, finally get to that corner of the garage that really mm -hmm. needs some work or that pile of, of clothes in the, in the closet that just need to be sorted. Well, the same thing's true on the community. Mm -hmm. And so we have people that come out, and when they finish, they've got a bag full of trash, they look behind them, and what used to be messy is now absolutely clean. It's a great feeling of accomplishment. All right, we're drive the Olmus area, which is Chestnut and Gettysburg. Uh, after today and i'll bet it looks a lot more beautiful i guarantee uh, it <laughs> yes and we're going to go to a commercial break right now but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Mark Standriff of the City of Fresno, the Beautify Fresno program that we've been talking about in the past segment. And we're going to have more questions for you. We also have Jose Reyna, not only a realtor in, with Keller Williams here in the Fresno County area, but also a loyal listener to Welcome Home Radio and you've got to tell us a story about your son. Yeah, thanks. Um, so uh, when he was younger, we'd go to soccer, you know, in the mornings. And with the younger kids, it's usually around 8, 39 o'clock, which happens to be the same time that we're airing, right? So what do I do as a, as a realtor? Put on Welcome Home Radio every Saturday morning. And we're listening to it. And, and Dominic turns around my son. And he was probably, gosh, about eight, eight years old. He's 13 now. And he goes, Dad, what, what are we listening to here? And I go, this is Welcome Home Radio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Don Scordino. And he's going, OK, why am I listening to Dad's talk show radio real estate again? <laughs> so he kind of looked at me. And he's, you know, after about the third or fourth time, he looked and said, OK, I guess this is a regular thing when we're coming out playing soccer. So he knows you very well. And then I found out that you and he are alumni at the same elementary school. Mm -hmm. But we did graduate different years. Yes, yes, much <laughs> different years. Yes. But um, no, but, so he's really excited. And kind of on the topic of, uh, you know, beautifying Fresno, 
one of the things I've noticed is, you know, a lot of appliances kind of dumped out and I, and I live outside the city limits. So mm-hmm. coming into town on the freeway, you know, I see uh, uh, trash appliances, you know, just dump sites. And I wonder, is that something that Beautify Fresno can handle? Well, within the city limits, yeah. Uh, okay. We're absolutely, you know, attacking that problem because it's a big problem. Right. And it's it's astounding the number of, of, of areas where people just feel it's okay to to load up a truck and just dump a problem into somebody else's lap. Right. And that's basically what they've done. The other challenge that we have, especially when it comes to appliances, is that there's, because of the, the basically the, the, the population that we have, many of the folks here in the city of Fresno who are poverty level or lower. Mm-hmm. And so when they're replacing an appliance, okay, they, they're not going to a, a Best Buy or a Home Depot or a Sears or something like that that will automatically take the old appliance away. They're getting it secondhand from a, from a friend. Uh, they're buying it off of uh, online or Craigslist or something like that. Uh, and so they don't have the opportunity to get rid of the appliance. So they figure, and, and again, part of this is the education problem of dealing with the issue of litter and, and illegal dumping, that we'll just leave it out on the sidewalk and the, the government will take care of it, whether it's the city or the county. So we've worked out a program right now where we have a commercial uh, trash hauler who is specifically contracted to pick up appliances or white goods, as we would, we would call them, okay? So whether it's a refrigerator, a dishwasher, a freezer, anything like that that's left on the side of the road, if you call the city of Fresno 311, if it's within the city limits, or if you go to our Fresco mobile app, which is a free download for Android or Apple phones, and you put into something for illegal dumping, it'll, it'll give you the opportunity to put the exact location. You can take a picture of it and send it to us, and we'll send this crew out to, to take care of those appliances. Because that, that more than anything else, is, is the biggest complaint we get when it comes to eyesores here in the city of mm-hmm. Fresno. So we want, again, to be aggressive in going after these issues, but then hopefully educating the public to say, listen, let's figure out a way so that we can actually pick those things up for you Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just sit on an empty lot or on your front lawn uh, for a couple of weeks until somebody comes around to pick it up. You bring out a good point. I don't think I've ever seen a stainless steel appliance out on the street. <laughs> it, it's always the, the white or the black mm-hmm. or the, yeah. Avocado green, gold harvest wheat. <laughs> oh, my. Or, or, the, or, the, or the, the, the jet black Frigidaire that my parents bought when I was born and literally kept for almost 50 years before they replaced it. All right. So um, th- so you mentioned the Fresco app. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that, how every uh, our citizens can use that more, not just for an appliance pickup, mm-hmm. but what else? Um, nuisances. Wow. It's, it's got virtually anything that a city service can provide. So it's, it's basically, it's, it's, the, it's our residents' front door to city hall. So instead of having to think about who do I call or who do I email, I see a problem. Uh, I've got sidewalks that are cracked. I, I, I've got uh, street trees that are starting to get into some of the power lines over there, not just illegal dumping, uh, graffiti, uh, we've got just virtually any service that, that we provide to, to go out and clean or to fix. You can go on Fresco and automatically start the service request yourself. So it automatically goes to the, direct, the, the, the correct department. That person will then turn around. It will notify you that, yes, we've seen it and we're going to take care of it. It will also notify you when we are in progress of fixing whatever the, the service request was and then give you 
a turnaround email that will show or a, or a notification on your phone that will say we've completed the task and in many cases we'll send a picture back to you to say hey by the way it's it's completely finished some service requests take longer than others our graffiti department they're the rock stars for all, the gold standard they, they will get mo almost all graffiti is cleaned up within hours uh, mm -hmm. of somebody saying hey listen we got this problem but there are some things that take a little bit longer part of my job is to kind of monitor the, the, the turnaround time on these service requests to make sure that we're responding to our residents' concerns mm -hmm. in a timely basis. But it is a great tool. And again, it takes all the worry about, can, am I really gonna get some response from the city if I start you know, making a fuss and saying, it's, it's, I, I see a problem, I want you guys to fix it. You know, in, our biz, in the real estate business, we have to deal with outdated stigmas so but for example people say oh a va appraisal they, they always come mm -hmm. in well there's no reason for that it's just an outdated stigma right. so you have that problem too because people will say oh if you call the city mm -hmm. they'll get to it in seven years right but that's not what i'm hearing now no, no. And, and and again the, this tool also gives us from it from a, a, an administrative side if, if, it, if the turnaround time is too long for us to be comfortable with, let, let's say, I've just used street trees for an example, let's say it's taking four weeks to get to doing tree trimming or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we think that that's, that's unacceptable, then we can actually, now we've got something quantifiable to say, okay, from a budgetary standpoint, what do we need? We need more manpower, do we need more equipment? What do we need to do to shorten that time to an acceptable response for a citizen service request and and that's where this tool kind of works as a benefit for both the city and the citizen well this is an awesome tool i mean i am drooling over this because this is another service as a business owner realtor i can provide my clients because mm -hmm. i often get the call right hey jose i've got this old refrigerator from 50 years ago in my garage that my mom had I don't, you know, obviously no one's going to want it. How do I get rid of it? Well, here, download this app or let me start the service request for you. And it's that extra level service that I can give my clients that will help me and Don stand out from the pack. And I think that's a great service. I'm because I um, I often use mosquito abatement and I call them when mm -hmm. I see a green pool or standing water and right. they are immediate. It's wonderful. It's great. So having this other tool in my in my bag is just a great business advantage. And Excellent. And another one that we have that the city provides is the year um, yearly pickup, mm -hmm, curbside mm -hmm. pickup. Operation cleanup. Cleanup. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's something that really should help mm -hmm. homeowners. The, ch the challenge we have with operation cleanup, and again, I, this goes back to the whole thing about the pandemic. Typically, the, the, um, uh, the, the uh, number of residents out there, the participation rate, we would call it, mm -hmm. for operation cleanup, leaving those large items out on the curb for the city to, to pick up. Uh, is roughly about 60 to 65 percent on an annual basis but because of the pandemic and again people are sitting around saying well that thing's just been sitting there for too long let me get it out front when the city comes along and take care of it we've got a 90 percent participation rate on operation cleanup which means we're just a little bit far behind <laughs> roughly about three to four days on the average to get to the neighborhoods in need but uh, the, the challenge that we have is that because people kind of have figured out the schedule mm -hmm. we get people that come in from other areas and we'll use that as an excuse to dump on top of those piles and so yeah. things start growing exponentially and we also have the, the scavengers or the mm -hmm. people who are looking to you know one man's trash another man's treasure kind of yeah. thing uh, and so that makes a little bit of a mess. So the, the quicker we can turn around mm -hmm. 
and really get after this and to make this a priority for the city. And that's, again, one of the things that Beautify Fresno is, is intended to do, which is to say that we're just we're stepping up our game and we're kind of asking everybody else to do that, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. And we are about to go to our next commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN because we're going to talk about saving money on Prop 19. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and Jose Reyna, Keller Williams here with us, Mark Standriff, City of Fresno. Um, and I do want to mention that we got the bumper music out there. Put me in, Coach. Today's the day. You, we've got another big event happening here at One Putt Broadcasting uh, at 1415 Fulton Street, right across the street from the old Warner Theater. And that is called the Bunk Bed Build. It goes today until 12 p.m. Here's where we can help up. This is where when we say, put me in, coach, this is what you can do to be a team player. No kid should sleep on the floor in our town without a a nice bed, without, um, you know, the the accessories that go with it. So today you can donate new bedding for twin-size beds. Bring them on down to One Putt Broadcasting. all the way till 12 o'clock today, 1415 Fulton Street. Um, new bedding, and, and they are building, um, I believe it's 12 bunk beds out here for, uh, that they're going to give to various uh, organizations to help with kids to have their own bed. And, man, what we, we talk about home, how important is home. In the previous segments, we talked about our community being our home. Jose and I have talked about the individual home, but hey, your bed is your home too. Yeah, that's exciting to be able to give back to a, a child, you know, a full, I mean, and that's a big deal for a lot of kids, you know, who, who don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I hear a lot of stories about my parents, you know, I, I, had, I had a mattress on the floor and, uh, you know, I've never experienced that and I'm glad that I have it. My parents worked hard for it. So to be able to give back to the community and offer a child that, that same feeling, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I love the uh, logo on here, um, SIIP, which stands for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. I think I get uh, it's SHP. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. I, I better get some glasses, man. <laughs> um, all right, so that's one thing going on. Also, the Olmus Neighborhood Cleanup, part part of what uh, the us realtors are dubbing as Beautify Five. That's District 5 City Council. Uh, Luis Chavez was our guest, our city council president, was our guest about a month ago. That's where the realtor stepped up and said, we want to help out. And today, working out there from 9 to 11, out at 550 South Garden Avenue. That's Olmos Elementary School in that area. So let's talk now. Let's change gears. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about keeping your home or keeping your home ownership uh, sustainability. And there's a new California proposition called Proposition 19 that just was enacted, voted in last November Mm -hmm. and started, I believe, April 1st. Correct. And you are our expert 
<laughs> well, for today you are. For today, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, a little history. So I learned about this through Proposition 60 and Proposition 90. So when I first became a realtor uh, 15 years ago, um, I was hungry for knowledge, right? I did not want to be that realtor that didn't know. Um, I didn't know a lot of things. So I started reading up and learning about different things. And this, this one stumbled across because the original intent of Prop 60 and 90 was for a homeowner to sell a home for less than what they bought it for and carry that property taxes over, which if you're getting ready to retire and you're on a fixed income, that's a huge deal carrying, you know, not seeing a 100%, 1,000% increase in your property taxes because typically that and insurance are the only two bills you have left. You paid your mortgage, you did your 30 years, you know, and, and you're ready to go. But they were so limiting when they were created. Um, you couldn't really do much with them. It was difficult to find something cheaper because prices were going up. So the rules made it very difficult. Um, 60 was for uh, same county purchases and sales, and 90 was for inter-county transfers within the state of California. And quite frankly, for our area, neither of them worked. It just it was too difficult. Why did they not work? Uh, they were too constricting. Um, it was difficult to meet the guidelines. Um, so they weren't, uh, they were a great idea, but because of, uh, home prices going up, you know, on a fairly regular basis overall, it just made it super difficult for anyone to be able to qualify for those programs. Okay. And, and now it, here in the central Valley, we used to be very separate. In other words, Fresno County was its own Island, right. Madera County, its own Island in, in, I mean, Going to Madera County was a, a weekend trip, right? <laughs> yeah. Going to Tulare County, Kings County it was. But now it, we're all becoming one central valley. Right. So prior to this new proposition, if you wanted to move from Fresno County to Madera County, this was not available. Not, not at all. You could not do it. Um, yeah, and the only the, at the time there were only ten counties that were able to actually actively work together. Those were all in LA, um, and I think it's just because geographically all the counties blended together. Here we have a very large geographic footprint. It just didn't make sense at the time. Fast forward to now, well, it's a little bit easier to get to places. You know, freeways are in place, um, and it's gotten more acceptable. Um, with COVID, people are able to work from home, so they can choose where they want to live and not have to be so close to work which makes this attractive as well. Okay, so I'm gonna throw out a, a very typical common scenario, okay. and let's give it the before and the after. All right. All right, so you have a family who bought a uh, Wathen Brothers headliner home over by First and Ashland. That's been their family home. They bought it back in the 70s yep. for $50,000 yep. and have lived there for a long time. Now, the parents now say, hey, grandkids moved to Madera County mm -hmm. uh, or the, the kids moved to Madera County. Um, I can't really take care of this yard anymore. Mm -hmm. I'd like to move. I, I'd like to get a, a, you know, a newer home. Mm -hmm. Less maintenance. Less maintenance. Yeah. Um, so get, give us the bef before Prop 19. How? How would that work? So it would have been Prop 60, um, intercount. So actually, it would have been Prop 90. So if it would have worked, they would have sold their home. Let's say they sold their home, um, you know, now, and it's 300. Let's say for ease of numbers, 400,000. 
All right. So they bought it for 50000 years ago in the 70s. Their taxes are probably somewhere around 800 to to $1,000 today. You know, through Prop 13. And that's affordable to them. And that yes. was the idea of Prop 13. Right. Was to not tax somebody out of their home that they've been in for decades. Exactly. So for them to be able to use Prop 91, California or Madera County and Fresno would have to work together, which it didn't at the time. They did not. And if it did, then, okay, great. They would have to go buy another home for less than $50,000, which realistically is not going to happen. Um, so it was just unusable in that scenario. So fast forward to Proposition 19, and now you can sell your $350,000, $400,000 home that you've had for you know four decades. Um, and what will happen is there's a hybrid approach to it. So the, the homeowner can take that $50,000 base value of taxes, which is about $1,000. Now let's just use that as an example. And then what they'll do is they're going to go and, and uh, get taxed on the difference. Uh, so they'll take the difference of 50000 versus um, um, their new home purchase. And then that'll get added onto their current tax base, which is much cheaper. Okay. So if you buy up, you're going to pay a new tax, mm -hmm. property tax, on the amount you bought up from. But you're old, you get to move over. So, right. Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. And that's got to be good for the county because when there's movement, mm -hmm. now the old home that had that $50,000 base now is going to have that $350,000 base to that new young family that moved in. And that's the idea. Yeah. To create movement. So now the, the uh, retired couple can move into a newer, more manageable property or home closer to family. And a younger couple can come in and now has a, you know, a, a, an older home that they can fix up, create equity, build up value, and then make that their first home or, and move up into their and build equity and build wealth, just like the first home, family did. So the opportunity for the for the city will now be like, oh, we get this home that we've only been getting $1,000 a, a year in property taxes. The new purchase price is probably 400000 So now they're going to quadruple their tax base income, which helps city services, fund city services, things like that. And then the couple that has left that home is able to manage and, and do the same thing. So interesting how government, uh, the government works as far, it, or should work or can, yeah. can work. Can work. <laughs> <laughs> um, the more movement there is, right. the more taxes that will generate. Mm -hmm. Just like, um, the more times people can go to the store and buy things, it generates more sales tax. Right. So the more that people buy homes um, and, tur and turn them over, the more it's going to generate property tax. Well, and one of the main things we're facing right now is inventory shortage, right? I mean, you and I see it all the time. Buyers, there's just not enough homes to go around. So hopefully this proposition will stimulate those individuals who have outgrown a home who can't afford to move because of the tax base that they're in and the, where they're going to go into. This will alleviate that problem and allow families who are, who've overgrown a home to sell it and new families to come in and hopefully relieve some of that inventory shortage. It's not going to be the cure-all, but it'll help. And every little bit mm -hmm. helps. And if there's, you know, the builders are definitely moving hundred, you know, they're moving full throttle as fast as they can. We can help with this resale side. I think that'll help. And if communities or municipalities can help by um, speeding up the building process, 
and make you know keeping homes safe uh, as they build, then great, we can all chip in and and help alleviate some of the inventory shortage. Mm-hmm. And for all our listeners who you know, we as realtors we can talk Prop 19, Prop 13, right. Prop 60, and, and it kind of makes a little bit of sense to us. But here's a very basic of all that we're talking about. So taking this back to pre 1978, mm-hmm. lead based paint was still legal. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting twist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So pre-1978, before the original Proposition 13 came about, mm-hmm. the counties were able to every year mm-hmm. say, okay, here's your home. We don't care what it's worth, but this is how much money we need because we need to fund the pensions. We need right. to um, do this. We need Hire to, more um, city services. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they would raise property taxes. Sometimes they could almost double. Or, in fact, I remember my mom crying one time because how are we going to afford our home? Right. Because the property taxes had almost doubled in one year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- this is a house that she bought for seventeen thousand dollars back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, nineteen seventy-eight comes along. Proposition thirteen comes out mm-hmm. there. And it says the counties can no longer fix uh, or decide how much they're going to spend and then tax their people. It's reverse. Now it's like this is how much tax you're going to get. Work your budget. Right. And what they did is they said, when you bought that house, and in the case of my my parents, $17,000 for that. And, of course, that was way back in the 60s. But it's going to be 1% of that. Now, because of inflation, mm-hmm. they can raise it a little bit e- each year. Yep. Um, and, and so it's no longer that low. Right. However, um, that's that's what Proposition 13 did. Proposition 13 has now survived for, what is that, 43 years? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Scary that I didn't know that, and your son graduated from the same school I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dark skies are approaching. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, um, well, this is an attempt to fix all that. It is. It's an attempt to, to do two things. One, stimulate movement so that, so that uh, new homeowners can, be, can find properties. And it's also it, uh, tacking, or tacking on top of Prop 13 and saying, look, when you sell, because you've enjoyed this low tax base, let's not ding you for wanting to find a more comfortable and suitable home. Mm-hmm. And therefore, let's figure out a way for you to keep that lower tax base. Yeah. This does it. Because some of us who are squeaky tight, we may never move. And that's perfectly fine, too. And there's another segment I want to talk about okay. after that. Okay, after this break, yes. um, we're going to our break right now, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. If I could just come Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And right now on the line, we have somebody, and she's another realtor. Go figure, another realtor helping out in the community. And that's Vivian McCutcheon of Guarantee Real Estate. And Vivian, um, welcome to the Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Don. Sure. Tell us what it is you're spearheading this week. This, uh, not this week, 
today. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we have um, had a wonderful opportunity to partner with the One Put uh, Broadcasting Station, and we get to build beds for kids in need. Um, so it's amazing opportunity to get people out in the community and involved. All right, so you're uh, out here in the One Putt Broadcasting parking lot and building bunk beds. That is fantastic. That's right. How can the community help? Uh, right now, they are actually taking donations for bedding, anything, uh, any new twin bedding um, to really help put all of the beds together when we take them out for delivery to all of the kids that are currently sleeping on the floor if you could even imagine that mm. that that's hard to imagine and um so are you taking monetary donations or can people bring in bedding yes so you can do both we um there is a donation link through facebook if you go uh to shpbeds.org you can also select the Fresno chapter to donate um, funds to. And really, it's just whatever fits in your budget. Some people like to be out shopping and picking up that twin bedding when they see it um, as they're out and about. And uh, other people that don't have as much time, they just want to be able to give back to the cause and donate online. Okay, and that's SHP Beds. That's for short for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Beds.org. Yes. All right. Correct. What what got you involved in this? Well, the very first um, build that they had, I it just kind of caught my eye. I was curious about what Sleep in Heavenly Peace was all about. And I fell in love with um, just the whole process of being able to build the beds, get them delivered, seeing the faces of these kids that are just so touched by somebody caring and making the time to actually provide a bed. Um, many times it's the very first bed that they've ever had. Oh, my gosh. So just... Yes, the, the experience of it all has really been amazing. I'm sitting here thinking or picturing a little kid smiling so big because he or she finally got a bed. That That's amazing oh, yeah. what you're doing. So let's call the community out to help. You can either go to shpbeds.org and make a monetary donation or bring it on down to one putt broadcasting bring some bedding down here for twin size beds yes and it all has to be brand new bedding we can take sheets the comforters the whole set if you're feeling like giving but definitely drop all of that off i promise you the faces on these kids it's just warms your heart to see how excited they really get when they get to See all the new stuff that they've never had before. Well, thank you for sharing that experience today with us, but also thank you for doing that and, and being a great role model for what realtors do in the community. Thank you, Vivian. 
Appreciate it. You're you're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Listeners, stay tuned. We still have Jose Reyna here, and we are talking more about Prop 19, Prop 13, Prop 60, Prop 90. I'm confused. Should I be? No, we're going to clean that up for you. All right. Yeah, clean it up by saying, forget all the propositions. What it, what's it, what is it right now? Well, right now, um, do what you should do. Do your homework. Um, seek advice. Um, so this is all around taxes uh, when you buy and sell a property. So you're going to want to speak to your tax advisor, right? I mean, it's good to get the source information from a realtor, but you want to see how that impacts you specifically. So you want to seek advice from your uh, financial advisor, from your tax person, CPA, things of that before you start making the move and just going with it. Because once you've done it, it's hard to undo. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I understand Prop 19 has another part about transfers between parents and children. There so, is. Yeah. So, tell us about that. So one of the biggest things now, and it's it comes down to, so as realtors, we often see um, individuals, homeowners, figure out how can I pass this along without incurring a lot of taxes. Um, in the past, there's been a lot of different ways to do it. Um, some may or may not be you know, legal or not legal, and I'm not one to give advice, but I've seen it where um, the, the dad or the mom say, you know what, I'm putting my son on title, and that'll help uh, reduce my property taxes. And I say, you know what, I'm not sure how that'll work. You should seek advice. If that's what you want to do, go for it. Um, and then we deal with it after the fact, right? And, and from our standpoint as realtors, it's just a matter of who needs to sign off on the deed. However, there still could be tax implications, and that's sort of outside our realm. So we usually don't always get the full story. However, Prop um, nine, uh, Prop 19 is clear in that it says for a, a parent to pass a home down to their child, um, and usually what happens is at the time of an event, say a parent passes and the, and the sibling or the child takes over the property, and five years down the road they decide to sell. It's been a rental at that point the city will actually retroactively calculate the value of the home upon that transition. So typically it's upon the event. Um, and then they'll back, and then they're going to say, all right, you owe back taxes of this amount. And then we move forward. And then they'll charge the taxes upon the sale. So that's where the title company will then take out X proceeds and, and do all that stuff. Or you'll get a nice tax bill at the end of the year. Um, now what it is is uh, for any homes that are selling under a million dollars, Okay, and a million dollars or over, this does not fly. Again, a uh, tax person will help you figure that out. But the only way for a, a, a sibling or a child, I should say, to be able to get the property without incurring any additional taxes is they have to live in it now for at least a year. And that didn't used to be the case. Nope, it was never the case. They would just basically hand it down and say, here's your inheritance. And that was okay back then. And I didn't know all the rules to it. I've never had to experience that, You know, at least not yet, thankfully. Um, but that's kind of how it was. Uh, it was handed down and everything was fine. Well, um, because of the new rules in, in, in Prop 19, that's changed significantly. And now the only way that I know of, um, and there may be some others, but the only way that I know of uh, with this new proposition is the child will have to live in it for at least one year. It becomes their primary residence, and then they can continue on with the current taxes that are whatever the tax base is on that property. It also applies to farmland. You know, so you have a lot of families who own very large acreages of land and, you know, they used to homestead it or do different things. They will now, one of the children will have to live in the home upon the, upon that transition. Okay. And, and 
that was considered a loophole because somebody may have inherited something many, many years ago and they never even visited the home. It, right. it was just a, a rental sure. or an investment property for them. Exactly. And, and yet they were receiving the benefits mm-hmm. of the original Prop 13. Right. And a lot of my clients come back and say, well, Jose, how is the county going to know? Trust me, they'll find out. They have ways in, uh, of figuring out, and it usually comes in the transfer of the title. Um, you know, if someone passed and there's a, a death certificate trigger, and now they're going to go back and retroactively calculate those taxes. You just made me <laughs> smile because it's like, well, how will they ever know? Yeah. I, I told somebody, don't do this. Don't do this. Right. They were bu- buying a home. They said it's going to be owner-occupied. Mm-hmm. And but it was really going to be an investment property. Yeah, don't do this. Anyway, th- th- they did. They moved in for a few months, then moved out. Mm-hmm. They went and changed their insurance policy. Oh yeah, w- with a new address, new mailing address. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some red flags out oh, yeah. there. So yeah, you know when we have all these really nice benefits, try not to take advantage of them. Try or excuse me take advantage of them in the proper way. Right. Yeah. And and there is a, a proper way to do it. I mean, and if that's not, you know, suitable for your family, then it, you're going to have to take the hit on the taxes. There may be other ways that you can uh, prevent some taxes. You know, I'm a corporation. Uh, my business is a corporation. I'm self-employed. Um, and I have certain, certain benefits. So same thing here. Learn about the law, find out what's legal, and work within it and enjoy the benefits of it. And if you do it right, it'll be great. Okay, Jose Reyna, one last question for you. What is your best real estate advice for our listeners? Um, My best real estate advice is um, learn, you know, ask questions, ask lots of questions. And if you don't like the answers, you know, you might need to either go to another person to verify that you don't like the answers, but at least it's the truth. And I think you'll be fine. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you to our community for stepping up to beautify Fresno and to beautify the Olmos School District and for the bunk beds build. That's community involvement is so great. Thank you to all our listeners. We'll be back next week. Thank you.